You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> Hi, mate. Uh, unbeknownst to the listener, this is, I'd say, at least our third attempt at that sequence yeah. of hellos, which was okay. We've still not quite got the basics right here, have we? No, and it's not even our first podcast we've done together. We've done a whole series, <laughs> and we've still not quite cracked it. Uh, but this is episode four of Friends with Friends. It's a podcast where uh, myself, Dave, and this is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hiya. Uh, we get our friends on to talk about their favourite episode of the 90s and early noughties sitcom, Friends. Yeah, so so far uh, I've done my own favourite episode. Dave has done his own. We had our first guest last week, which was the wonderful Helen Monks. Um, Dave, is it, is, it, is it time to introduce our, our next guest? Friend number two on Friends with Friends is the actor, comedian, uh, presenter on Magic FM. Thanks. Thomas Price. Hi, Hello. Tom Price. Hi, Dave Crib. Welcome, Thomas. Th- thanks for having me, Pete. I'm delighted to be here. What an absolute thrill. What an absolute... So Can I just say that I do... My relationship with Dave, not you, Pete, but my relationship with Dave is very much built on uh, working together. We, we pr- produce you know, comedy together. So this really, this episode should be called Friends with acquaintances or friends, friends with, with colleagues friends with colleagues <laughs> friends with colleagues really we're just on a lunch break aren't we from our <laughs> that's that's what our career is our career is one long lunch break and then what a way to spend your lunch break though exactly exactly it couldn't get any better than this i'm so excited i can't believe so to prepare for this i had to watch the episode this morning whilst my wife was looking after our kids i was in the kitchen watching friends she was livid and i was delighted <laughs> let's start tom with your relationship with with the program friends so i always liked friends and then i split up in 1998 i think it was or 99 maybe with a girl called rachel <laughs> <laughs> i wish uh now i split up with a girl called uh, lauren uh, and during that time it was just before christmas in 99 or, or 98 we don't need to know about that guys and i and wh smith are doing this deal where you could buy one vhs of friends and get another one for free so many of the things you said in that sentence are I've aged, I've really, really aged badly. i know i'm old guys i'm old um and as a result because uh, you could buy one vhs get another one free i I bought pretty much all of Friends to date at that point, which was probably four or five seasons. And I watched them all intensely whilst mourning a relationship. And as a result, that that show imprinted on me emotionally and comedically as well. But basically, it was during that sort of period of time that it became my favourite thing ever. So it's a very kind of time-specific thing for you. Yeah, it's... It, it, well, 
the beginning of Friends is a very time-specific thing, yeah. The the moment when it all clicked in and I grew to love it. And then, and then so that period from about 99 to about 2004 or 5, which is when I got together with my now wife, to be fair, when I was a bit single and miserable, I lent on Friends. It was a real life crutch. Um, and I was, you know, single bloke living in a pretty miserable bedsit um, in, in Camden Town. And kind of my only real friends at that time were Ross... And Rachel and Phoebe, Monica, and like honestly, it did feel like that at times. So I have a slightly unhealthy uh, relationship with friends, I would say. But everyone does. But you're right? okay now, right? Everything's fine, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Everything's absolutely fine. <laughs> it's really, it's really nice getting an insight into the mental state of uh, stand-up you're working with. stand-up comedians. And yeah, someone. Yeah, I mean, we have you know, Dave, we have a joint bank account because we are financially in bed together for our business. Do you venture. actually? Yeah, wow. we've got a business bank account together, and Dave's going to realise that I am a very, very vulnerable person. No, but. For, I I think Friends does that for a lot of people. I think that's why it's so successful, not just because of gags, but also because it does fill a bit of a hole for a lot of people. It yeah, does. it's warm and it's friendly and it's relatable and it's kind of almost aspirational in some ways yeah. in that you, you want that gang, don't you? It's incredibly you? You optimistic. Part of your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also the thing I love about Friends, and this is a thing that not many sitcoms do, certainly not many British sitcoms do this, People laugh at the characters within the show. Like, Chandler makes a joke in the show that makes other people laugh in the show. Like, people do that in real life. They make a joke to make you laugh. In a lot of British sitcoms, there isn't much laughing within the show. Look at Fawlty Towers. You know, there's not much laughing within the show. Obviously, we're all laughing at home. But within the show, there isn't Yeah, they're not having a good time in the show. That's right. And in Friends, they're all having a lovely time. That's a very good point, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that brings us on nicely to the episode we're going to talk about, Tom Price. Your favourite episode of Friends, which is... The one with the prom video. The one with the prom video. A classic. Which is is. season two, episode 14. Got your little... uh, Have you got your little Wikipedia synopsis there? (laughs) That's literally exactly what I've just realised I don't have, but I'm about to get it up now. Just logging on to the interweb as we speak. There we go. (laughs) Here he comes. See how good the broadband is here at Casa Crib. Um, so this is episode 14 of series two, the one with the prom video. Uh, and if you haven't watched it in a while, if you're listening to this, here is the official Wikipedia plot summary. After getting his big break on Days of Our Lives, Joey pays Chandler back with a check and an extremely tacky engraved gold bracelet. Meanwhile, an unemployed Monica is hard up for money. A home video from Monica and Rachel's prom night reveals that Monica was previously overweight and Rachel had a large nose. This is sometimes, does, it's, sometimes, does not make it sound funny, does no, it? No, it doesn't. Rachel seems to have been stood up by her prom date, so Ross puts on his father's tuxedo to take her to prom himself, but Rachel's date shows up and they leave before she learns of Ross's plans. The video then shows a speechless and devastated Ross standing at the top of the stairs. The candor of Ross's heartbreak compels Rachel to kiss Ross. Now, I'm not sure that completely sums up the plot because it misses out a lot of the other stuff. But also, if you want a job in TV continuity, I'd love it if they did that before each episode of Friends on E4. One just said there exactly what happened. (laughs) You just did that. (laughs) Um, So let's start, shall we? Uh, So so, so it's worth pointing out, normally what we do is split these up into like the three plots that are going on. This one, all of the plots kind of merge into one Mm. towards the end for the prom video. We'll come on to that. It's almost like the writing is too good for your oversimplistic way yeah i can't i can't break this down down the plot into a simple three section podcast yeah (laughs) stop over explaining friends dave but this is one of the first episodes we've talked about so far where it doesn't quite follow that same shape of an episode sort of does it no there's there's not an a plot b plot c plot and they all neatly resolve at the end like for example the thing with the bracelets doesn't doesn't really nothing nothing happens yeah i mean it's 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 filler basically the first 15 or 16 minutes there's a lot of plot filler so there's two bits of filler basically there's the 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 joey and chandler bracelets and there's monica not having much money so let's start with joey and chandler shall we yeah okay 
So this episode starts with with Joey uh, realizing he's making a bit of money, and he gives Chandler a check, mm-hmm. and he gives him a gold bracelet, and yeah. Chandler yeah. hates the bracelet. Yeah, so far does so it brilliantly. Great clowning when he hands Chandler the bracelet, yeah. and Chandler's like, "So it's so good, thank you." And then he puts it in that drawer, and then he he just puts the chair in front of the drawer. It's just such little moments, but so <laughs> subtly done. And it's getting the, you can hear the audience are loving it. And yeah. then also, it's quite subversive because there's the joke about wanking. There's a wank gag. Yes, I I when I was watching this episode, I texted Dave <laughs> saying, "Oh my god, Chandler just said wank." <laughs> yeah, he says, "You was it? You're a wank." I'm a wank. Yeah, yeah he says what? it in quite a strange. It's a strange way of using the word based on what we are used to with yeah. the word. Wank. And have you have you heard Americans try to say twat? They say twat. They say twat. Twat. They can't say twat, and they've misused wank. Yeah, so really. Basically, they need to stay off those. Those are British owned. That is, it's a really eggy note. But is is Chandler saying it in the same kind of context that we would? Does he think it's? No, he's using it. As a noun, isn't he? It's I like, am, I'm a wanker. I am, I am a wank. I'm a, yeah, it should be I'm a wanker, but I'm a wank. Yeah, he needs ER on the end of it, doesn't it? Uh, he needs ER. Very, he does need ER. <laughs> it was still in its heyday then as well. Um, but he, he, he says I'm a wank, but then also there's the bit when he's got the bracelet on his wrist, and he says, and Joey says, think what it'll do for your love life. And Chandler says that brilliant line, well, it'll slow it down a bit at first, but then I'll be good to go. Yeah, I, once I get used to the extra weight. Yeah, once I get used yeah. to the extra Yeah, like... <laughs> That's a joke about masturbating. Yeah. Three minutes into the most successful American sitcom, certainly of that era, and and here's a masturbation. This is joke. the thing that I've noticed about watching Friends back for this podcast is it's very sexual and very very sexual. Loads of porn. They reference porn all the yeah. time, and we see sex as well at the end of this in the in the home the the end gag of this episode. So you have got your wank gag right at the beginning, yeah. right at the end of the episode. The sex video. Monica's eating ice cream and watching a video of the prom, and suddenly it cuts to her mum and dad making a little. Which can yeah. I point out is the worst sex video I've ever seen in my life because they're. Under the covers. Yes, I mean, they're slightly unrealistic of you, Dave, to expect them to show explicit sex between well, no, those two actors. But they do make an attempt to show something. That's what I'm confused about. Why not just have the sound? Yes. Oh, Jack, oh, Judy. Like, it was very explicit yeah. what it was. But they just said show the video, and it's just them completely under the covers. So it's like, why are Monica's parents filming themselves from above the covers? Like, what... what at what purpose at all does that serve their sex life if they want to watch it back later? Didn't you think quite quite nice silk sheets? I well, remember, lovely. I remember thinking those are the sort of silk sheets sexy parents I love their have. bedding. <laughs> Great high, bedding. High quality New York sheets. Yeah, you know you've got sex parents when they've got silk sheets. But let's come back to this bracelet. All right, so Chandler hates the bracelet. Um, and there's a couple of things that happen along this way which, which sort of slightly jar with me. Firstly, we talked about this with Helen last week. And Helen has this theory that uh, all the characters and friends are awful human beings. I don't like that theory. Genuinely I, I horrible. That. Yeah. I, I object to yeah. that. It's like she's aff- offending my family when she says that. But this does tie in with that because all the friends mercilessly written... At no point did any of them go, oh, isn't that sweet of Joey? Like, what a thought, <laughs> nice thought. That, and it's, I know it's horrible, but you know how you would react in real life. You'd go, that is disgusting. But isn't that so sweet? They all go, Chandler, you're such a dick for wearing that horrible bit of jewellery. Important question... Would you wear that bracelet Amazing. if someone bought you it as a friendship gift? Actually, funny you should say that because um, Lauren, the girl I split up with, which sort of began this whole friends obsession, her parents bought me a, a, a watch, which was not as gaudy as that. Certainly wasn't as bad as that, but it was awful. No, Did you wear it? I never wore it, mate. Never? Never wore it. Even when you went around to their house? No, I never wore it. It was horrible. Have you any idea what became of it? It's in a drawer at my mum's house. Right. I, I still re- re- I revisit it every now and again and have a moment. Does Lauren it's my, it's my little shrine. Does Lauren watch Friends? I'd imagine she still does. Might, yeah. might she at some point come across this podcast independently of anything else and then realise that 
You were a terrible, terrible boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Still owns it, though, so that's something. But then she can do the podcast Shit Boyfriends from the 90s. <laughs> and I'll, I'll feature heavily in that. Pilot episode of that. Yeah. Um, and then, so the, the friends react quite oddly. And then here, there's a scene where Chandler tries to chat up a woman. Oh, the, that's weird. In the coffee house. Yeah. Yes. And he says something and then, like, really awkwardly lifts his arm up as if to be yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's a really strange, like, you would never move your arm no. in that in that general direction whilst talking to someone. And then the bracelet comes on show. And uh, she just walks, she basically goes, uh, oh, I've got, I've got to be somewhere. See you later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that is like, that That's is weird. a cruel move on her part. Like, she's literally gone, she's You're judged where? a man. Yeah, <laughs> completely. Based entirely but on not that. not judged him. Like, I've had some terrible dates, right? I've been on a lot of terrible dates. You should do a podcast about them. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> and I, but, it's, I stay, even in the worst case scenario, nothing in common. Maybe I think what they're wearing is dread. You know, any, all of those things. Super, You'd never judge super, someone. Superficial things. I yeah. still have that polite and courteous chat. Also, it's quite, it is quite ballsy to go up to someone, especially now, I think. Perhaps less so when this episode was around. Yes. Quite ballsy to go up to someone you see in a cafe and be like, hello, or at least try and strike at that conversation mm. as she does. So to go from being so enthusiastic about talking to him to, to do that, to break that awkwardness to suddenly being massively turned off by his bracelet. I think Chandler's quite unlucky that she's turned off him quite that quickly. Yeah, yeah. But to, to look at it from a sitcom mechanics point of view, guys. <laughs> this is what happens, so, Pete, when you, get, pick, when you get an actor and comic in to do this. Sorry to pick holes in your picking holes. They needed a really quick accelerant for that plotline of him hating sure, the bracelet. Yeah. Right, and they, had to do, they probably had said, right, we've got 90 seconds, not even that. Not even 90 seconds to get that point across. They didn't do a bad job, and it was funny. And he has the, I'm the founder of Wendy's line. Here's a question for you guys, as friends fanatics. And it still annoys me to this day. There's a lot of references I don't get. Yeah, that is a good one there. He says, I am, you're right, I am the founder of Wendy's. Is it Wendy's or something? It's something, something isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And you always get a thing where you go, "Mm." I don't know what that means. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of references to, there's that episode where they're talking about Taco Bell and Wendy's a lot, and I just, I don't know what's, what's happening. Um, and as you pointed out already, Tom, this this bit of the episode yeah. just sort of fiddles fizzles away. Well, so then, Chandler then buy, loses it, yeah. buys a new one. It's a nice idea, which is great. Buys a new one to replace it yeah. for four hundred dollars or something ludicrous. Yeah. And then Joey walks in, of course, and suddenly they've got two. Yeah. And that's it. The end. The that end. is the end of that plot line. Yeah. It also clearly means a huge amount to Joey because of the way yeah. that he reacts to Chandler not being keen on it. And he is genuinely overjoyed when Chandler buys him one in return. Yeah. It is nice. It's a nice touching moment. Yeah, exactly. Joey is so touched that he never wears the bracelet again in any future episode. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, exactly, that's that is, true. That is true. It's gone, isn't it? It's Gosh, in a drawer. That would be, be a really good bit of um, prop. Memora- Continuity. memorabilia to find yeah. yeah then it's probably on sale somewhere imagine in like season eight <laughs> suddenly joey just popped up wearing his bracelet and ne- not ne- even never referenced it <laughs> it's like we all know what that is that, how much would that freak out lauren yeah. if i see lauren again after 20 years and i've just got her parents watch on <laughs> should so do that One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So that's the bracelet plot line. Then we have um, the Monica having financial woes. She's lost her job. She has that. There's that strange scene at the start. Weird. With just that, which... Second scene up. Second scene in the whole episode, and it's not really referenced that she's going for a job interview. Or no. she just she's in there. There's a really creepy guy that starts talking dirty to her in a kitchen, yeah. and she he's walks seemingly out. turned on by the prospect of salad, isn't he? Mm. Well, yeah, and and just what sort of he wants that he wants her telling him what she's doing to it. He, he, likes, he, he likes dirty talk. He likes dirty talk. Yeah, but again, this is where I think gladly society has moved on because that really aged for me. I watched that bit. And I was like, that's. That's not okay. You're kind of you're making a joke about a, a world at the tip of an iceberg pun yeah, very much good. intended. Well done. That we now kind of we don't make jokes about that kind of. No, it's very strange. But again, it's one of those little bits. There was um at the start of the last episode we analysed the very first line was Ross just saying, "Remember when I had a monkey? Yeah. What was I thinking?" And then nothing more was said. And it's that that's sort of this is the scene equivalent of that. Yeah. They sort of reference it once a bit later, but it's just like Yeah. It's just it, it's fine, isn't it? But what a strange character. That guy that guy is is probably known as that man from Friends. Yeah. That's probably the most famous thing he's ever done as an actor. So depressing. I was in Friends once. Who were you? The weird salad guy. <laughs> I mean I was in an episode of episodes and I met Matt LeBlanc. Oh yeah, this is so, this so is therefore by so by that extension, I am going to be known as the guy who once spent a day with the guy who. What was, was your friends. character in episodes again? Uh, I played a lawyer called Aaron. Oh uh, yeah, it's a good. You bit weren't aroused by salad, were you? <laughs> That's right. I got. I got. Uh, I had to get Matt LeBlanc to tell me what he was doing to his accounts. They're, they're, <laughs> they're dirty. You need to launder those. Launder those accounts. Do you know? I just realised, Pete. Completely coincidentally, and I, don't, I can't remember. I don't think Helen mentioned this last week, but both of our guests so far have both met one of the cast of Friends. See, that's a dangerous really? precedent for the whole series. It's really you now dangerous. Have to keep that going. Who had Helen met? Helen uh, was on um, Catelyn Moran's sitcom, and she went on Alan Carr Chatty Man with Matthew Perry. Hey. Uh, but you've you've met you've met Joey. We had Chandler last week, so yeah. we're going to have to. Well, up there's our the bar for future <laughs> yeah, guests. No. You must <laughs> have met one of the six friends. We've got to up our booking game for next week. Yeah, and also don't ask them the question until they're halfway through the podcast. And yeah. then if they haven't <laughs> just shut it down there and that's the there. end of the episode yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the best everyone goodbye um so um so monica's got no money ross suggests that he she borrows money off him and then the parents and the parents turn up really again sort of a side plot doesn't go anywhere at nothing all nothing happens yeah but it does give us the opportunity to talk about uh, what i would say is the best character in all of friends uh, go, what oh what jack dad. geller jack geller is the best character really? in all of friends I he turns up in Ocean's Eleven, doesn't he? Yeah, he's in loads he does. of things. Yeah, I mean, he's in loads of... Yeah. He's really famous, but yeah. for our generation. It's the same with a lot of things. I remember the first time 
Uh, I watched the London one and Tom Conti was in it. Oh, of course. Tom Conti, to me, has always just been Emily's dad. Yeah. Uh, he's like a massively famous actor yeah, for so many right. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for yeah, our yeah. generation, a lot of these people are like, they pop up and they're that bit part in Friends. Yeah, it's so There true. are a whole load of cameos in that London episodes. Uh, in yeah. London episodes, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Richard Branson, to me, has always been the that, hatch yeah. guy. <laughs> I mean, I felt the same about Sarah Ferguson as well. I have no idea <laughs> who she was until I saw Friends. Um, yeah, it's a really weird plot line again. But this is the thing about Friends, guys. It, sometimes it can tread water if there's some fucking gold waiting for you at the end. And Jack Geller has some great lines though, Jack, in that, Jack in that scene. Absolutely He's great lines. blustering in to, about Rachel's parents' divorce. He's like, oh, well, I wasn't surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been unhappy for years. Yeah. And then there was that incident in Hawaii or whatever. And she yeah. looks confused and he goes, oh, I must be thinking of someone else. <laughs> <laughs> maybe me. <laughs> it's like, it's just, says, maybe, yeah, me. maybe me. So I just think he plays it so well. There's so many little bits where Jack Geller just really comes into his own. But it like, shows we don't have to be moving that forward it's like a lot of people know there's a kind of technique when you're writing a sitcom script where they look at every line and say right how is this line advancing the plot Mm. people have become obsessed with that yeah and modern family is very good at that modern family when it's at its best every line is pushing the uh, action the agenda yeah Yeah. but being funny but actually sometimes yeah i think we need to revert to that a bit where there's just some loose funny lines and it's just a bit more gentle i guess yeah, I think the whole plot of this episode is so neatly geared towards that final bit, isn't it? Because, yeah. well, why do they have this tape? It's because Monica's parents have brought it over. Why have they brought it over? Well, Monica's short of money and they're there so she can ask them for money. Why is Monica short of money? She didn't get that job, which was right at the beginning. Mm, yeah. That whole episode is geared really carefully towards we've got this VHS and we're going to watch yeah. it while we're all but, here, isn't it? But here's the thing. A modern British sitcom would play that VHS six minutes in, five minutes in. Yeah. They go, yeah. here's our gold, guys. And it's like, no, you've got well, like to wait for that. It's two thirds of the way through, isn't it? Yeah, it's 16 minutes, 17, yeah. 16 and a half minutes. Out it, of 22. It, yeah, it kicks in. Yeah, exactly. 16 and a half minutes out of 22. So, so. it's the last five minutes, basically. Yeah, yeah, but it's incredible. And it's it's the play within the play, guys. Look at look at Shakespeare, Hamlet or Midsummer Night's Dream. That's the play within the play. It's its own little sketch in its own right that stands completely alone. It's incredibly well done. So the run-up to that is the Ross and Rachel continuing... Yeah, so Ross is really weird in the cafe yeah. when a guy is talking to Rachel and he runs over and does that weird thing like, oh, is it my day or something? What? Yeah, I mean, for is the... that implying she's a whore? I don't understand. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is another example of Ross generally being absolutely horrendous with women, <laughs> isn't it? Every episode we've uh, so far have discussed Ross's appalling, appalling behaviour. Yeah. Like, and this is another one. So he's, it's been made very clear from the start, and there's problems with this, and we'll come on to that later, that Rachel is never going to get together with Ross. She's like, very aggressively strong about it. You know, she's been yeah. saying, no, this is not going to happen. She says it in that episode. Except in that episode, that. that's what I mean, yeah. yeah accept it. Oh, accept that, yeah. <laughs> accept Great. that, yeah. Um, but still, he is sat there with Phoebe, who is does a terrible job of playing a good friend here. And he's like, I'm going to go over and save her. And Phoebe's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> she hasn't, she, I must be, it must be said by her standards, this is quite a weak episode for Phoebe. She mm. doesn't really do much. Well, I guess she has the lobster moment. Yes. Which is a big. She also has that great line about, I think I'm ready for my penis now. Oh yeah, that's a good line. That's a good line. That's true. Um, but to be honest, Phoebe's kind of on the periphery for the first almost couple of series, isn't she? It's only when the whole thing about her. Yeah, when she gets pregnant and there's the story mm. about her parents as well. Mm. That kind of kicks in later, isn't it? At the start, it's, it's not really about her. Well, the first two seasons, she is just classic, quirky, weird character on the side, saying yeah. a weird yeah. thing every few minutes, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that's true. And then but, oh, yeah, I think Phoebe would let Ross go and do that, because Phoebe lets anything go. She's quite a good character for that. Yeah, well, when, when, when Ross then tries to explain the lobster thing to Rachel, 
and yeah. he turns back to Phoebe and is like, help me out here. Yeah. And like a normal friend would have gone, mate, what are you doing? Yeah, Come yeah, and sit yeah. down over here. Stop him. And she goes, no, do the claws thing again. <laughs> like she, she's really into just like, yeah, keep embarrassing yourself, man. You keep going. Oh my God. Are you suggesting Phoebe has some alternative agenda? She just wants to, they're terrible friends, aren't they? Yeah. I'm coming around to yeah. this theory. They're terrible people. They're really they're bad also, people. I think, I think one of the things about this episode is that the, the whole lobster thing is one of a large number of cultural reference things yes. that still exist today yeah. yeah which when you talk about relationships and stuff lobster because of phoebe and what she says right you you know exactly what someone means Guys, when they say he's a lobster it's shakespeare again shakespeare invented yeah. loads of words friends has littered our language with and, yeah. and lives with references um but yeah that's that is one of those things that's just sailed and sailed isn't it and yeah, people reference yeah, yeah. That there's all others the as well there's a few there's a line when um they see ross in the video and Chandler says mr cartel like, yeah that i that to that turns up quite a lot there's a few others as well in this one episode i can't remember them off the top of my head i should have made notes you should have made notes. P and I have made extensive notes. Mm. We're professional broadcasters. Yeah, when you say we've made extensive notes, Wikipedia has made extensive <laughs> notes. Um, so you mentioned that bit, yeah. So Ross goes up to her and it's slightly on either. At, at very best, he's like on... Because this is very, very much pre-Tinder and that sort of thing. Yeah. But maybe it's a blind date thing. I think that's reference. Uh, yeah, must, but, that must so be at very best, it's, it's he's been on a range for a blind date and you've yeah. gone up to her. But it does feel really like... He's implying she's a prostitute. Yeah, it feels like she, he's implying she's a prostitute. It's not funny enough as no. well. And she's kind of the victim of it. And uh, yeah, it, the, the whole thing is just, it, it doesn't really wash. It's, it is a bum It is a bum note. There are bum notes in yeah, France. Yeah, yeah, massively. Who knew? But that's the way that guy reacts as well. It's very much like the girl with Chandler. Is He just immediately goes, yeah. cool, all the best. Whereas what he probably should have done would go, do you know this guy? Is this? And she'd be like, no, don't worry, Ross, go away. Well, if there's one criticism of Friends, it is that people outside the inner circle are very much just they're just there for plot yeah you know, just side characters aren't they yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. well having said that having said that ross and monica's parents are amazing yes there's exactly. also a lack of self-awareness with ross here about what the fact that what he's doing is weird he he doesn't he doesn't go all right i just want to talk to you i'm sorry he sticks with it and yeah. he really keeps going with yeah. i was doing you a favor because you wanted this to get like, rid of him didn't you he, say, he says that again it's another line that people say uh you're welcome yeah. that's yeah. a yeah. thing that's become a thing memes the memes that friends generated yeah. it's so rich in them you're welcome but yeah you're right he keeps digging that moment carries on and it is it's excruciating but of course that's the payoff isn't it we're getting we need to feel the pain here we need to feel that excruciating moment and make it as awful as possible for ross because there is no laugh at the end of this moment this is an unusual moment for friends there's no sting and there's, yeah. no, there's no laugh there's just a bit of he just is a, just left disappointed doesn't yeah. he and it fades on to the next scene that's right so in the production there's like a mournful note because it's saying oh dear guys it's like it's that it's that plot point thing of it's this is the lowest point so we can only yeah. go get better from here And thanks for putting a sting in there, Dave. You are welcome. So all of this <laughs> has uh, brought us round to the prom video. Yeah, the prom video scene, the finale. They all they all sort of arrive. When I was watching this back, it was it was really like choreographed how much like on a journey they all are mm. as characters in this episode, and they all arrive at the apartment at the end, yeah. ready for this thing to happen. Yeah. Uh, and that thing is that they find the video, yeah, uh, which uh, Jack and Judy have brought round. And they pop the video on and uh, then we, we play out this prom video scene. Yeah, which is really well made. And obviously the first thing you see uh, is Rachel with her massive nose. Yeah. 
yeah. um, when Chandler does a line with it covering Connecticut. Mm. Um, you see Monica in the fat suit. This is the first time we're introduced to Monica in the fat suit. Obviously. Yeah, which reappears several times from that point on, doesn't it? They come back to that. This is it. I think this is fat suit Monica at her best in this bit. And then, and then you've got Ross with the uh, with the moustache. You've got and his his incredible um, hair and um, the opening pose he has when he first appears. <laughs> <laughs> he's leaning against the mantelpiece and that's when Chandler says Mr. Cartel well hello Mr. Cartel it's fantastic yeah. it's so well done it's just such extrapolating into their past from what we know about the characters now and you go yes that's exactly what they'd have been like and again every time that happens in Friends and it happens every episode until it starts to peter off in episode series 6 or 7 I think every time when we're, when we're on the learning curve when we're learning more and more about them in those first 5 or 6 seasons Every episode is an extra bit of sediment that you make some, makes you love them even more. That's why it's so genius. Mm. Can we talk about um, Jack Geller's directing of the home video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because whilst I understand that it's a plot point and they have to show a lot of the things, there's one particular moment where Ross and Rachel are chatting on the video and it's hugely awkward. It's like really awkward small talk. Ross looks at like hooking up her the back of a dress. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's sort of looking yeah. at her a bit pervily. It's yeah. all. And in the meantime, we are led to believe his dad's just there with a camera, a just foot away, him. just filming him. Going, this is this is actual gold. <laughs> your your teenage son is trying to hit on a girl. Yeah, but don't forget, you're in the days of camcorders when you did just film everything. But you would did- you film that? What your so so you say in the situation was you're at a house party and your kid is trying to chat up a girl? Would you just yeah. go over with a camera yeah. and just yeah. stand there and document the whole thing? Don't forget, Ross and Monica's dad is one of the best characters yeah. for yeah. precisely that kind yeah. of thing. You'd be more inclined to film a moment, wouldn't you? You'd be more inclined to film them leaving the house rather than yeah. bad flirting uh, happening well, between two of them. I think this is because you guys are used to. I can remember when we had a camcorder and you'd put it on and you'd just leave it on. You just film everything. That is quite accurate. Whereas now with phones, obviously you're, you're constantly off, stopping and, and starting, stopping and starting. Your camcorder, you crank it up, you put it on, the tape would go, and you'd leave it on for an hour, and you'd get that's everything. I've de- that's definitely much more how it used to be. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good, Pete. This is why we got the older generations <laughs> on the podcast. Bastards, you fucking bastards. <laughs> I should say I was seven when I was watching this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it all builds up to this point, doesn't it, where Ross goes to get changed he puts on the tux he grabs yeah, so, the flowers so they're getting ready for the prom they're waiting for chip who's yeah. um rachel's date he's not turned up you've also got monica's got her boyfriend who's quite fat which is just hilarious. a comical fat man and he gets an amazing laugh and he goes i'm gonna kick his ass yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's such a great moment because chip is late that's really funny um so then ross and monica's mum says uh, why don't you go and get ready and you can go to prom you're a, you're a college guy Ross. Yeah. that's what right um that's what ross's dad says go and get ready for for um for the prom. So Ross goes upstairs, he comes back down the stairs, he lovely little touches, it's those little moments, he grabs the flowers from the vase on the shelf upstairs, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's just beautifully thought through. Whoever thought that through, and that's based on real life. You know this, might, this must have happened to someone, because it's so beautifully built. Mm. It can't be fictional. This must have happened to one of the writers. And just as he comes back down the stairs, you, you hear that thing, you hear Ross's dad go, oh no, and then you're like, oh god, what's happened? And then you see all four of them leave, Monica and Rachel with their, with their guys, and off they go to prom night, and then it cuts back to the flat. Ross's Every, little face. Ross's little face! Oh, it's just beautiful. Everyone's silent. Mm. And Ross, by this stage, is at the, is at the door. Yeah, he's flat. walked over to the door because he didn't want to show this video, doesn't he? He knows this bit's coming, Yeah, and he's like, let's it's turn a big it off. Thing let's for, turn I off. mean, it would be completely mortifying if you knew how that video ended and you knew that everybody was about to realize it and obviously it does end up very well for ross but it kind of is the moment in friends where it becomes clear quite how important rachel has been for years and years and years to ross and it's built to this so that's kind of why it 
he looks so devastated because it means so much to him, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's this is the point in Friends. This is why Friends is at its best now because they're all single. Mm. They're all looking. Yeah, they're yeah. all single, but they've all got each other. And what the thing about Ross and Rachel that's so tantalizing, obviously there's the will they, won't they, and they, it's on and off and stuff. But what's so tantalizing is that they don't just find a relationship that's a silly relationship with, a, a, say, a, a Janice or Tom Selleck or something, which I think is a, actually maybe Tom Selleck isn't a good example because they do seem to quite love each other. But they don't find a relationship that has much meaning. And then you've got this relationship in the middle with Ross and Rachel where it has real meaning because it's, it goes back so far. It goes right, you're right, it goes right back into their history. And she was always the one for him. And... and he for her clearly with that kiss, that kiss at the front door. They yeah, have chemistry, right. guys. So they do, right? So this is this is my main takeaway from this whole situation, right? So if you're Rachel watching that video, I understand that it's a nice gesture, mm. but how has that swung her from "I will never ever date you ever" to watching this thing where, let's be honest, it's not that <laughs> it's not that big a gesture from Ross, right? It wasn't his idea. His yeah, mum and dad yeah, basically yeah, yeah. forced him to do it. Yeah. They were like, well, he's like, no, no. They're like, go on, go and get changed. Yeah. And all Ross has done is put on a suit 15 years and ago. Grab some old flowers. Grab some, grab some flowers he hasn't bought from a vase yeah, yeah, yeah. and stood at the top of some stairs. Yeah. And t- 15 years later, however long it is, Rachel's gone, oh yeah, I do love him. Yeah, and forgives 20, him for everything. 21 minutes earlier, she was like, we will never be together. It's pretty. It's a pretty hard sell, isn't it? Yeah, when you Listen, really... 15 up. years ago, I did something quite nice. Yeah. I think we should be together. Exactly. But I would say, in countering that, it's because of the... It reveals his character. It reveals what a sweet guy yeah. he is. What a sweet... Well, I was going to say thoughtful, but you're right. He did do what his well, mom said. to me, it reveals what a sweet guy he was before he grew up and became creepy Ross. He's basically yeah. creepy Ross. Yeah. I hadn't realised until listening to the last episode of this and watching this episode... Yeah. Going, oh yeah, Ross is a bit of a stalker. Title creep. <laughs> he's a bit of a creep. He's a bit of a loser. It's got to stop, Ross. He's mad. He's, he's also at a point here where his relationship with Rachel is such that it needs some grand gesture to bring it back because he's done that list where he says that she's only a waitress or something like that, isn't it? And yeah. it is this gesture that's caught on camera, fortunately for him, so many years before that completely turns it on his head and all of a sudden right now we're a thing what i want to know though is what um, jack geller thought was going to happen in the video so play it forward and chip hasn't turned up mm. all that's really happened is ross and rachel have had a really awkward conversation where it's clear they don't really get on yeah, and yeah, ross yeah, really yeah, fancies yeah. her and she thinks he's a massive dork so actually if he turns up in a tux with flowers <laughs> isn't she gonna be like oh god this is so awkward yeah this is horribly embarrassing yeah, yeah. I, my friend's brother here and his parents are here i do not fancy him he looks awful but he's now in a tux and I've got to go to prom with him. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? I suppose it... Well, yeah, there you go. Maybe... It all ended for the best, It guys. all ended for the best, exactly. Yeah. And also, we got the other thing I should mention, we got to see Ross's music. It's the first reference of Ross is going to just uh, hang out and work on his music. That is a really nicely seeded thing, isn't it? Because actually, when it comes back later and Ross is yeah, playing... Yeah, they're in a band, aren't they? Yeah. With Chandler at uni. And stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Should we do the quiz? Come on, test me on this, test me on this. It's like 1998 all over again. So this is the lightning round, uh, another reference pulled from uh, a Future Friends episode. Uh, we asked you five questions to test basically your attention to detail, to the tiny little details that you might not have noted down mentally when you've been watching this back. Okay. Question one. At the start of the episode, Joey gives Chandler a check. $816. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what is it? $812. Oh, oh, oh $4 out. Some form of point for that 
Uh, we had uh, a couple with fractionalized points on last week's podcast. We will not be offering half. Do we outrule them? We outrule fractionalized points, didn't we? Absolutely. There's no no time for that, is there, Pete? Eight hundred. No. I'm never going to forget that for the rest of my life. Eight hundred and twelve dollars. Well, do you know what? So I did a friend's quiz. This is this is one for a future episode, I'm sure. But I'm I not listening. Cause I'm too cross about it. I did a friend's pub quiz with four of my friends who are all sort of on this level of knowledge, right? And but we, on all the episodes, yeah, all the episodes. It was it was a pub, proper pub quiz with like 200 people. We won. And we only got three questions wrong out of oh 75 God, or something that's insane. but one of them was um chandler moves to yemen what's the fake address he gives to oh, janice yeah yeah do, do you know this either of you uh, uh it's something yemen road yemen exactly i can't remember the number exactly and we guessed 17 and it was 15 oh, no. and we they were didn't s- give you the point no absolutely not because it's wrong 15 yemen road yemen and i've never forgotten that oh God, so it will you'll remember yemen that road, completely yemen. fucking useless fact for whenever the rest yemen, of your life <laughs> whenever yemen turns up on the news and it's frankly usually miserable I always, just go, I always just do a channel and go yemen, yemen? yeah <laughs> i know they've really made yemen into a comedy country haven't yeah, they like yeah. it's, it's astonishing do you want your second question? Okay. What does Chandler say he's going to buy when Joey pays him back? A pony. Correct! Oh, yes! There it is. He's pulled it back. Go on. Um, question three. <laughs> Dave just did a face of me then, Pete. Dave did a face. He knows I'm not going to get this right. <laughs> you might. You might. Ross takes a call from a guy called Casey who's looking for Rachel. Yeah. And he makes two references to very no, I don't niche. Know. I know. And the Sunshine Band. Is one of them. Oh. What's the no. other one? I didn't get it. I didn't get it no. at the time because it's like one of those American references I didn't get. I, all I can think is Affleck now. Um, so he makes references to two Casey things. Uh, what are they? Casey and the Sunshine yeah, Band. Casey. Um, would you have got this, Pete? No, I don't think I would. No, I, I don't. think I would have got Sunshine Band, but I don't it's like one. Donovan or something? No, it's Casey at the Bat. At the Bat. What Do we know what that is? Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it's a baseball poem written in 1888 by Ernest Thayer. Fuck you, Anastasia. I'm just on Wikipedia here, guys. <laughs> Fuck you and all the ice cream you wrote. Casey at the bat. I mean, mad. That is a real... Do you want to hear a bit of Casey at the bat? The outlook wasn't brilliant. Oh, my God. Until nine that day, the score stood four to two with but one inning more to play. And what so is happening? <laughs> That's Casey at the bat, recited by DeWolf Hopper in 1920. They should have used those as the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. The Friends theme tune. <laughs> Wow, this poem's really long, guys. It's so long. It's about Casey at the bat. Anyway, so there you go. So that's uh, I've one. I've only got one out of three. One out of three. That's tough, Question mate. four. Who is the reference on Monica's CV? Oh, um, uh, Chandler Bing. It is Chandler Bing. Yes. Correct. That uh, is also something I think a lot of people would do with their friends. Like, I need to get this job. Please, will you be my reference? I've done that before. I was, my, I was my friend Rick's reference for a number of jobs for, for about three years. Um, based on the fact that when we were 12, we used to work at the local football club together in corporate <laughs> Did you ever get the call? Uh, I don't remember, actually, but I remember being on a lot of his CVs. Um, I've got two question options for question five. If I have both of them and get both of them right. Okay, John, them as a, okay, so this is what, so, um, that's what you should do. If you get half, instead of giving half a point, you should say you get an extra question at the end a to try and question. redeem yourself. Okay, all right. Okay, a, a that's redemption your reward, question. Then. Thanks, guys. So, Here's the first of my two options. Jack Geller is watching tennis for reasons... Steffi Graf. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Who does he think has quite a tush? (laughs) Again, not a line you'd put in a second these days. Really mad. And also, I just love the fact... This happens very occasionally. Like, when do they ever just sit and watch tennis? Yeah, but also, (laughs) that annoys me that bit because uh, uh, his wife says that great line, oh, look, that ad you like is on. There's a commercial that makes you laugh. And they sit down to watch it. Yeah. 
and then and then um, Ross and Monica have a little chat, which is like five seconds long, yeah. and then they go back to them and they're back at the tennis. Yeah, I know. So that commercial was not really there. Well, it might have been, mate, because American commercials are mad. If you ever watch like American break. football, they like uh, any tiny break, they're like throw a six second <laughs> yeah. commercial. It's just like yeah, yeah, buy a thing, the end. It's like that when you're watching TV there as well. There's suddenly like an advert after the program started and then yeah. 10 minutes in and then yeah. again just before the end they're almost subliminal aren't they? yeah they're just yeah. Uh, checking them in and this is my uh second question and this has actually got a, a bonus point option uh ross is sat on the stairs in the prom video playing his keyboard what song is he playing what's the song called is it there's there's a number of different options and I'm I'm looking for the the, the original yeah not the Eric the um not no the, not, not the crazy frog the crazy, the crazy frog, frog. <laughs> that's that's exactly well I know that that obviously had an original uh, version before the crazy frog but to me that is just that the crazy frog the crazy frog yeah is it um, I will accept the film that it's the theme of oh something in the eighties mm, correct um oh Miami Vice. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, you- <laughs> oh. Shit, shit, it's the song Axel F by Harold Faltermeyer. A theme tune to Beverly Hills Cop. So you can apply a clip of that as well, or <laughs> absolutely not, my friend. <laughs> uh, we'll play out the podcast, but no, we won't. Um, so they go. Well, I mean, I'd say that was a, a, a decent showing on the quiz. Thanks, guys. It's not, we, we we have already discussed that the leaderboard is more of a figment of our imaginations. Well, because to keep a leaderboard, one of you would have to do some work. One of us would have to keep a leaderboard. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, not going to happen. So that's fine. So uh, let it be said, you're on the leaderboard. Thanks. Absolute, absolute privilege. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure. You're so welcome. I can't believe you've built an entire um, Central Perk set just to make this <laughs> podcast. So much expense has gone into this. It's incredible. You're welcome. Yeah. Dave paid thousands for that sofa. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. Uh, that is it, guys. Friends with Friends, episode four. We will be back next week with another friend to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. Tom Price, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Absolute pleasure. Speak to you next week, Peter. Goodbye. So that was Tom Price talking about the one with the prom video. Uh, next week's episode of Friends with Friends will feature a friend and a sibling yes. of the podcast. Sarah Cribb, my sister. Hello, Sarah Cribb. Hello, Dave Cribb. Uh, we look forward to welcoming you on our podcast uh, next week. But could you tell us the episode which you will be talking about? I will be talking about the one with the lesbian wedding. The one with the lesbian weddings. If you want to go away and watch that uh, in preparation for next week's episode of Friends, then please do. It is a bloody corker, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, it's an episode that I'm not massively familiar with from memory, so I'm looking forward to going back and watching it. That'll be next week. Friends with Friends. All the best now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 